Blog Talk Radio. This is Hindsight Radio. I represent it. The information station changing the nation. Our topic is establishing order in mind and affairs. This is one in a series of studies titled Your Twelve-Fold Divine Power. It is a study based upon the esoteric interpretation that Jesus and the twelve disciples are really you and the twelve faculties are qualities of your mind. And that's quite a revelation to some of you, and it may seem like blasphemy to those of you who may be from the orthodox Christian background. However, I say that everything, everyone, every place in the Holy Bible has an esoteric or inner meaning. So that Jesus, for example, is not simply a historical or theological figure, nor are the twelve disciples of Jesus simply historical or theological personality. To me, Jesus is the God-conscious mind in man, the God-conscious mind in me. Jesus is this mind within me which knows who and what I am in God and who and what God is in me. And again, you see, Jesus is the master mind. Jesus is the master mind of God in me. Jesus is the master mind of God in me. And we come now to the ninth disciple of Jesus. James, son of Alphaeus. There are two Jameses among the disciples of Jesus, you have noticed. The first James being James, the son of Zebedee. The second James among the disciples of Jesus, which is the ninth disciple which we now study, is James, son of Alphaeus also known among scholars as James the Less, probably known as James the Less because this James is less known, perhaps. I trust it's not because they regard this James less. For this James should not be regarded less, as we shall see immediately. James, son of Alphaeus, represents the quality of order, divine order, among the faculties of the mind, among the qualities of your mind. James, son of Alphaeus, and I want you to notice the name Alphaeus. It begins with A-L-P-H-A, which is the first letter of the Greek alphabet. And we're going to notice that James, son of Alpheus, is that quality of mind which knows right order, divine order, first 
cause. James, son of Alpheus. Son of Alpheus indicates consciousness of first cause. To me, son of Alpheus indicates consciousness of first cause. This means that you should discipline your mind in the consciousness of first cause and always judge according to first cause. James, son of Alpheus, consciousness of first cause, judges right judgment according to divine order. It understands, to quote Jesus from Revelation 22:13, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, meaning thought precedes and determines results. Thought precedes and determines results. Now, this little statement is a statement of divine order, of divine precedence. And the mind is to be disciplined to know this order, to know this divine principle, to know this first call. And I'm going to harp on this and be re about it, because as I've said time and time again in our esoteric studies, that the whole Bible and all of true religion are really trying to tell us only one thing, and here is this one thing stated in different wordology. Thought precedes and determines results. And I am, of course, is awareness. I am is consciousness. I am is thinking. I am is thought. I am alpha. Thought is first. Result are last. But the thought and its results are what? One. I am my father are one. For this is divine principle, and if we ever once learn this principle and put it to practice, as the old spiritual says, you won't have to study war no more. Thought precedes and determines results. Now, this is the order of things. This is always the order of things. Whatever results you're getting in your life now, whether they be good, bad, or indifferent, whether you like them or do not like them, you may be sure that I am Alpha, meaning that thinking was first. It is so easy to forget first cause or to forget divine order or to even not know it at all because there's so many people who are not even conscious of this divine order. And those of us who it must come to realize that the mind must be brought back constantly to this principle, to this first principle, to this consciousness of first cause. Because if we're not careful, we may so quickly and easily blame other people and other things and forget first cause. Thought precedes 
and determines results. Ladies and gentlemen, here is a law that is always at work in your mind and experience. This is the Lord. This is the Lord of Lords. This is the law of laws. And your mind must be disciplined to know and to remember and to live in the consciousness of this law. And you must establish a positive relationship with this law and with this law and keep your thinking under surveillance. One great teacher used to say when he cross-examined his thoughts, and this is a question that we may well take into cognizance. Can I afford the results of the thoughts that I am thinking? Say that with me. Can I afford the results of the thoughts that I am thinking? Now, if you will do well several times a day to ask yourself that, we may ask this question in other ways such as, can I afford or do I want the results of my beliefs? <laughs> do I want the results of my word which I am speaking? Because, you see, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. If I work with first cause with certain kinds of thoughts, I'm going to have that exact kind of results. Why? Because this is the order of things. This is the sequence. Now, that's another word I'd like to introduce. Sequence. You see, when I'm talking about order here also, I'm talking about sequence. First the thought, and then result, so that every thought has a consequence. Every thought comes with a certain sequence. Results come in a certain sequence, and that sequence is first thinking and then result. That is the law of laws, the Lord of lords, and it's so high you can't get over it, so low you can't get under it, so wide you can't get around it, you must come in at the door. You know, that's another very interesting thing. The world mind seems to think that life is just a collection of happenstance. Most people seem to think that there's nothing they can do about their lives, that things happen just because they happen. No! Life is science, and the law of living, the law of life is exact. And that's why we call this science of living a mind science, because you can know the law. I can know the law of life, the law of mind, and get exact results. I can know the law of life, the law of mind, and get exact results. Let me quote again from Revelation 22:13 from the lips of Jesus. I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. You see, that's exact. I am the thought and the thing. And the thing is exactly like what? The thought. I am the root and the offspring. I am the way. I am the door. It's the door. It's the way. It's the root, it's the offspring, it's alpha, it's omega, it's the first, it's the last. I want to examine something else about this statement. Thought precedes and determines results. Thought determines results. 
Thought determines results according to the nature of the thought. If I think health, then the healthy nature of that thought is going to be a healthy determination upon the results that I get. Remember now, we're dealing with the leading, the chief, the first cause. Thought precedes and determines results. First thought, then last of all results according to the thought. This is the order, this is the sequence in which the law, the law of mind works. There's a quotation, so let me give it to you. Order is heaven's first law. But I'd like to give you the intention of the entire statement. Order is heaven's first law. There is a sequence by which everything happens. Say that. There is a sequence by which everything happens. And by the time something happens, it's the end of the sequence. I am the first. Hindsight Radio, the place for right knowledge. Peace, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Truth Tuesday Show with your host, R.T. Mel, here on Hindsight Radio, the information station changing the nation. I hope everybody is doing good out there. Um, as I said, they're doing good. Hope you are receiving peace, prosperity, and wealth into your life. Um, so... We got next week is uh, holiday week and, you know, challenges are mounting up. They keep talking about all these virus cases, whatever, and continue to stress people's consciousness and thoughts. Even while I played that uh, Reverend Knight clip, wait, before I go on, let me uh, make sure I do a mic check. There. Can everybody hear me correctly? Yeah. I mean, when I got on, Blog talk is actually pretty strange. Had to make a few adjustments. Somebody should make a quick check if you could hear. Said they can't hear well. How's that? That better? Let me make sure. Yeah. I think it wasn't turned all the way up. Yeah, my uh, input wasn't up. All right. Well, thanks for that. That's for telling me that. Um, so people's minds are being stressed out, being uh, taxed with all kind of negative and whole, you know, are we going to experience another shutdown? Do y'all realize that they want y'all to be stressed out? This is a significant year, 2020. Coming up on the winter solstice that starts around December 21st, there's going to be a planetary alignment that only happens about every 6,000 years. That's coming up on the 21st. It'll last for three days. Um, what the research is showing, the the uh, spiritual teachers and leaders people who understand about astrology and planetary alignments is that that's when the son of righteousness will reveal all truths to everyone. And then at that point, you've got to make a choice whether you're going to believe or not believe. That is where the separation is going to be. 
That's the pivotal pivotal moment if you're going to still be believing this system. This system has blatantly put in your face that they're full of it, that they, they will lie to you at every turn. They will trick you at every turn. I mean, I've never seen so many obvious lies in my 51 years of being on this planet. I mean, it's just right there for you to, to wake up. But, you know, some people are not going to wake up. They're not, they're going to want, wait a minute, they, they can, you know, one of the things that I heard when all of this stuff started going down was, oh, the government wouldn't go through all that trouble to do that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, and I, I've never, not, and the thing is, it, I heard that from people that look like me. <laughs> like, really? You, you, you mean tell me Tuskegee experiment, the uh, Rosewood and, uh, Black Wall Street, Red Summer of 1919. Uh, George Floyd. I mean, you you mean to tell me they won't do what? <laughs> you Have you looked at the prison system lately? Have you looked at the courtrooms lately? And you see who mostly in there? Have you looked at the child support system lately? That have enslaved more brothers in prison has ever. Really, I know some. Well, men supposed to be paying child support. You know, that's you know, that's a bunch of bullshit. And I'm gonna tell you, you no, know, the way they got that set up is a slavery system. It's the ones they couldn't catch criminally. They got them another way, and that is taxing. That there is the one thing that keeps wealth from our families, right there. That one, one of those things. That that child support system and how it's run. It is run so crooked. Yeah, yes, a brother is supposed to take care of his family. But the kind of things that they're doing, I mean, I I was talking to a guy last week, and he sent me his information. They are charging interest rates on child support. Like he had a whole thing, and then there's interest. Where's this interest going? It's not going to the child. So we know this system is not designed to help you. And your family is designed to enslave. I mean, interest. He didn't take out a loan, but they had interest rates on there. But they get away with that stuff because no one questions that. And it goes to my topic, my, my, my theme of what I want to talk about before I get into the subject, the actual subject of what is a deed pole. But the reason why these Governments can do all of this to us and treat us this way because we have made a mental contract with these people and we agreed. Well, I didn't agree to have them rob me through the IRS. I didn't agree with child support. I didn't agree with, yes, you did. You did agree. Because the moment you allowed a small group of people to control your government to tell you how much money you could take home from your paycheck, to tell you how much water you got to pay, you know, the water bill, the light bill, all of these things that come naturally, you paying for these things. Because you are connected to their system in some way, some form. Because you refuse to educate yourself. 
like I went down to the DMV to do my name change, and I already knew what I was going to run into because I I know the system is locked in from not changing your name from all caps to the proper form. They it's locked out. You, they can is nothing they can do on that level to change it, right? But you know I go through the process, go through the steps, so that I can, it's like a, a, a you know I'm doing research to see how they react, what they're going to say. The lady was telling me, well, we can't change it. I said, well, this is a court order saying you got to change it. And I said, this information you're giving me is not my name because this court order says it's not my name. And the court orders can be enforced. Well, there's nothing we can do, and then she's blowing it off. Like, you know, I'm come like that all the time because it's the same thing. I said, uh, I'm not here to educate you on this, but you're wrong about it's not the same thing. It is, and it's 52 letters in the alphabet. 26 uppers, 26 lower. We're not going to get into all of that. So I understand you can't do anything about it, but what I need from this office right now is a letter stating that you can't obey this court order because your system does not allow you to do it on your letterhead. Oh, well, I, I can't give you nothing like that. And, you know, she just told me. I said, really, well, call the, then she tells me to call this main number. Now, I got her name. I got everything. So... So I already know what I got to do. I got to go to the top. But what it is is she's agreed with that contract. She's bought into the idea that that's her. That is her information. And so many people have agreed and bought into these things because, you know, it looks somewhat like me, and and they go for it. And they don't understand what these things are doing to them on a daily basis. They are more concerned with, Likes on Facebook, people seeing them, their little parties or whatever they got going on on Instagram, and what having something on a document that has them legally dead. Because the only time you're supposed to put a name in all caps, if it's a corporation, business or something, or if it's at the head of a tombstone. Because that signifies that that is not a living entity. So you're walking around with this ID of a dead person. That's the the, the ramification. And this is why you get treated differently. You, You don't exist in the government world to them. You, you exist only to feed them, feed the system. That's it. But no one takes the time with my name. If they taught me in school, even in school, they taught you how to write your name properly. You, the first letter is always capitalized if it's name things, right? That's the proper, that's what you were taught. I know that's what I was taught. But all of a sudden you come out of school and then everything's all caps everywhere. The mail you get, the bank statements you get, the ID that you get, everything's all, why? And then why is it that, and this is one of the things I posted, I said, you might want to ask, how come they make it so you, even if you tried, you couldn't? Because I got a call from the Social Security Administration yesterday evening. The guy called me frustrated. He was, he was really trying to fix it. He called me up. He said, Mr. Barber, what, what are you trying to do? I said, well, the court order is clear. It says, you know, that needs to go from the all caps to the proper name. And he was like, 
man. I, 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 but it's, it, well, first he said, it's the same thing. And I said, I'm sorry, but you're misinformed. Now, he was working all day. He was a little frustrated. And he thought I was saying he was miseducating. He got, you know, he, he got upset. Are oh, you saying I'm miseducating? I said, no, I didn't say you're miseducating. You know, that you're, that you're not educated. I'm just saying you're misinformed. He said, he said what do you mean? I said, I said, you know, I'm sorry I came off making you think that, but here's what it is. You've been trying all day trying to get that correct, right? You've been trying. <laughs> And he said, yeah, it just won't let me. And I said, the bigger question is, why? You already know that the only reason why you tried to do it that way, because you knew that was the right way to do it, you know, from, your, you know, going to school. Right? That's, that's what your teacher taught you. Right? He said, yeah, but he just won't let me do it. I said, the bigger question is, why is the government not allowing you to put it in this proper form? And they wanted it in that all caps. He said, you know, that's something to think about. And I said, I do realize these calls when y'all make these phone calls is recorded. He said, no, it's not because I'm calling you after my time. I've been working on this thing since this morning, and I could not get it. This man earnestly was trying to give me what I was asking for, and he, it was impossible. So I'm telling y'all, just on a side note, y'all going to run into that. But you got to go through that so that you can move to the next level. So the next level is I hit up the boss and denied like I did with the North Carolina DMV. So, you know, this is, this is a journey. You got to walk through it. See, I'm not in agreement with any of that stuff. And I'm not going to allow them to continue to hand me things that are not truthful. And that's what most people in this world are living. One big lie. Some of them do it knowingly. The reason why they live, do it knowingly because they don't want the argument. They don't want the conflict that comes with resisting the truth. You know, there's people who come to me, they ask me for help. Hey, I need this done. I said, well, this is what needs to be done if we need to get this fixed. Oh, and the first thing I had in my mind, whoa, I got to do all that. Huh? Well, then nothing changes if you don't, do anything. So people just laying down and just letting things themselves be abused when they know it's not right. The truth will never prevail until people stand up and push for the truth. You don't have to go to war with anybody, but you just, okay, that's not true. So I'm just going to move away from that situation. Even in your own, your own personal relationships. If you just keep being around someone that's just constantly telling you conflicting stories and lies, what do you think they're going to do? They're going to keep doing it over and over again. There's no reason for them to change or do anything. It's your acceptance of the contract. And the biggest acceptance of contracts that we have accepted is the lies that we've been taught as children. Some guy out of the sky. (laughs) I saw a meme on Facebook. It was of a white Jesus, and it says, the biggest lie we have been told is this white guy who's allergic to the sun can save us. <laughs> right? We already know that the, the fair-skinned folks uh, cannot tolerate sun like we can. Right? We know that. I can stand in this out there on, you know, on a hot day pretty much all day and not 
has any effect, but get a little darker. You know, that's it. I get dark. Oh man, I can. You got darker. That's guys even better, right? So we bought into all of these ideals, and one of the biggest ideals that we keep buying into is our own power. That we don't have power. That we are not gods. How can we not be gods? We did a, a lot of us have done a great job screwing up our lives up into this point or to some point. Ruining relationships, ruining jobs, and, you know, ruining our financial uh, prosperity. We've been a God in, 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 in the opposite sense, meaning we've allowed the system to tell us how to run our lives, which has done nothing but made our lives worse. But we won't do anything about it. And the first thing we need to do about it is change our thinking, change our mind. There's so many people who I see that want change but won't change their mind. You can't get changed without changing your mind. Because what changing your mind means, then your, your circumstances change. The how you want to live is going to change. You, after you change your mind, you might not want to live in the same house anymore. You want to move on to bigger and better things or a more positive environment. You'll change your relationships, changing your mind. And the first thing you have to say is, I am God. I am divinity. I am all things that is good. There's nothing imperfect about me. That's the problem. People are thinking, I'm imperfect. I'm, I make mistakes. I, 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 another uh, thing I always hear, we have to, I have to, um, things take time. It, see, that's another illusion. Does things really take time? Like, since everything is happening at this moment, there's no such thing as time. There's no such thing as past and future. Those are all figments of our imagination. Things we have an idea. What happened yesterday is um, what happened. It don't exist anymore. What we expect to happen don't exist because it hasn't happened. Only thing that is real and truthful, the only one true truth of all truths that never changes is that all things is happening at this moment, at right now. So that means I need to compartmentalize where I am, where my consciousness is. It needs to be now. Focused on right now, I'm doing this show, talking to you. Focus on that. Not, sometimes you can probably tell when my mind shifts to something else and maybe it's some future or past thought, right? I pause. I just froze. Stuck. Somewhere in the future, in the past, not in this moment. And we do this all the time. Some people listen to me right now thinking about, oh, man, I got to get up and go to work anymore. Uh, just having this whole another conversation in their head, not totally focused on my words. You know, or I might have said something to you in this moment that made you think about something in the past or in the future that caused you in that very second to try and travel mentally and have a out of body experience. That's what true out of body experience is, right? 
That's what that is. When you when you when you're here in this moment right now, the body is here in this 3D dimension. Then the mind just shifts somewhere else. That's the out of body experience. And you go and you time travels, and you start to live in that experience of whatever you're thinking about. And this is why we can't move into the greater prosperities that we want because we keep thinking about, man, that was hard. And I got to, you know, we explore, we have this future expectation. Well, well, if they shut things down, that's going to, that's going to hurt my money. I hope it don't. Now you just spoke that out, told 70 trillion cells in your body, as Dick Gregory would have said, because he said this, 70 trillion cells in your body to expect financial disaster. And then guess what they start working? See, your body works for your good. Or your bad. Depends on how. It just it don't, it don't decide. It, it, you, your thinking decides what commands those cells what to work for. When as soon as you say it, boom, okay. Oh, he's expecting financial disaster. Let's start preparing for that. Oh, the doctor told him he got cancer. Oh, we really don't got cancer right now. We just get a little, 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 little thing going in here because you had a little bacteria we need to keep from hurting you. But now you believe you got cancer. Oh, let's give him cancer now. That's what he he thinks he got it. We got to make it true. We got to give him his truth. I know a few people who said they got a positive test on having COVID-19. And everyone that told me that was living in fear of COVID-19. Man, I, the, the mask, this, and they, they, they were just constantly talking about it, talking about it. One of them even ended up in the hospital. But fortunately for all three of those people, they didn't buy into the idea of death. They didn't believe that. They just believed, you know, they could get sick and then get better. They believed that, so they survived it. See, everything on this planet, everything we deal with is contracts. Everything. We, when, you, when someone passed, they made a contract and agreed with that. That's the time I'm going to pass. And they would do everything to go in that direction. I know that for sure with my uncle. We, I had plenty of talks with him. I mean, even when the doctors said they didn't want to do any more, giving them radiation and all of the treatments, he was begging them to get it. So somewhere in his consciousness, he was contracting to lead him towards the, that final day, that final breath. We are in agreement. Why things is the way they are? Because the collective consciousness of man on this planet, man, woman, child, is in agreement with what's going on in this country. This is why it's happening. This is why we have these conflicts between Trump and Biden and this party and that party because people agree with it. They align with it. You hear the conversations everywhere. Trump is going to do this. I like Trump because he's doing this. I like Biden because he's doing this. Like as if we are living with these people and we know these people personally. We don't know none of these people. For all we know, every Trump and Biden is having secret phone calls, laughing at all of us. Yeah, man, that was a good one, Trump. 
when you said that and and Biden, yeah, man, that was right. Yeah, you don't know what they're doing in the background, but yet they got everybody up in arms against each other. You know, this is how they stay rich, the way they are. Because while you're sitting here worrying about that BS. They're manipulating things, and they're putting their money into stocks and the stock options, into cryptocurrencies, into all silver and gold. They just stockpiling. While you're there scrambling and trying to figure out, well, I hope Biden wins or I hope Trump wins. They're not thinking about that. They're moving pieces on the chessboard. And even if you don't believe in the political system, you don't even believe in the education system, even in this information, there's manipulation going on. Because why? We're all seeking one thing, freedom. But the freedom that you're looking for is distorted in your mind. Hakeem, how can you say something as bold as that? The freedom that you're looking for is distorted. Why? Because you're looking for something outside of you to unlock that door so that you can walk through it and become free. When you got the key to that very door, I don't have it. You have it. All you got to do is put the key in, turn it, open the door, and walk through it. And what do I mean by why? What does the door represent? I'm going to walk through the door of I'm going to make up my own mind and not allow someone else to influence me into making decisions what's best for me. Make my decisions 100% about me. I am God. And this is the lie that the church has told people for centuries, for thousands of years, to keep them under control. You cannot make your own decisions. God has to make them for you. Well, that's a big lie, because if God was so looking into controlling people, even in their own theology, that's a conflict and contradiction. Because the very first thing he, God commissioned Adam to do, he said, name these beasts of the planet. It's your job. That was his first job, but he brought him to him. Boom, boom, and then he recognized Adam didn't have a mate like these other ones did. Now, we all know that's a mythical mythology or uh, uh, esoterical, higher-meaning story. See, we always attribute Adam as the, the male figure. He is not, is not a male or, or masculine. It's a both masculine and feminine title. The whole symbology of God giving him that job was to show him how much he had control and dominion over all things. You name them. You, it's your job to sit there and figure out, man, we talking what? <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't even know the, the, the countless species on the planet now, and some of them have gone extinct to name. That was the job. So that shows you the mental capacity of Adam at that time, the power of his mind. 
that he had control over that. And, and he was naming them based on attributes. So he had to study them and then come up with the name. You see, what you what we are doing now, we in a we in a exact opposite, the exact reverse of that. We got other people naming us. Just on yeah, here, here's your name. That's what it is. You know, all caps. You just dead entity. We're not naming ourselves. And what I mean by name, we're not defining ourselves in a truthful way. We're not looking at ourselves in a way that reflects what we were here to be. The only time we're the closest to any type of divinity is when we're first born into this world. We come in with a pure, positive, divine spirit, uncontaminated, by the world's misinformation. That's why the Christ said, if you could be like these little children, then you can enter the uh, heaven. That means you have to rid yourself of all of the poisonous thinking, all of the poisonous uh, information that you bought into and contracted with and said, this is true. All of the assumptions you got rolling around in your head and saying, this is the truth. You see? But what is the truth for you? You have to figure that out. Everyone here is is here to do some divine purpose. You made a contract to even come here. But somehow when you got here, you forgot what that contract tells are. And that's what you're looking for. What's my contract really all about? Because all this other stuff is not part of the contract. This is stuff you picked up and decided to believe in. You still decided to believe in this God in the sky who's coming down one day to kill everybody who's not listening to you, to him. In the moment that God gave Adam the commission to name all beasts and flying things and creepy things and whatever, was the moment he he, made, he was designated as the god of this realm. And he was given the commission to have dominion and be fruitful, multiply, and to bring forth other gods, bring forth more gods. That was his job. Told man and woman, that y'all do that. That was their job. They were supposed to do that, bring forth more gods. And every and John Adam had his God role and how he was going to help with that process. And Eve had her role, how she was going to help with that process. But right now we got Adam trying to do Eve's role and Eve trying to do Adam's role. And we wonder why we have dysfunction. The gods have switched roles. You know? So until you understand that you are God and you will, there's no changing that. <laughs> there's no denying that. You could not believe me or be- believe me, whatever you want, but you can keep on having that idea that you're not God and still live, and that's why you'll always live in dysfunction. 
That's why you have dysfunction, because that is a dysfunctional lie that you are not God. Why am I getting stronger and stronger with that message? Because you will not survive what's coming until you believe that you are God, that you are the Christ that you've been looking for. You are the Savior that you've been waiting on. He was never in the sky. He wasn't somewhere visible off somewhere. You, you've been looking at the Christ every day you looked in the mirror. Fellas, when you were looking in the mirror, combing your head, looking, trying to put them waves in there and all that, you were looking at God. See, you were looking at the surface. You wasn't looking deep within yourself. Sisters, you were, when you were trying to put all that makeup up and cover up your Godship, when you're trying to put all that extra stuff in your hair that's not yours, cover up your 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 your, your receptors your, 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 that receive the spiritual downloads, when you start putting in the, the, the dead stuff in there, yeah, that's what you're doing. When you put all that extra stuff in there, you are blocking. You're taking something dead because it's not alive and connected to, connecting it to something alive, and you're blocking the true spiritual energy from getting in to your heavenly realm, which is your Christ consciousness. Oh. Oh, am I attacking weave? No. (laughs) I'm not. I'm just stating what it is. We are meant to live and not be in death. So when you attach dead things to yourself, what do you think you're going to get from that? Then, not only is that a dead thing, it may even belong to somebody else. And you don't know what type of energy is attached to that. And sometimes you wonder why you don't act like yourself. Yeah, you might be picking up somebody else's energy. Well, no, that's something for y'all to think about. I'm not saying don't wear the extra and stuff all that. I'm just just saying, you know, there's no coincidence that I'm talking this straightforward and me stop eating meat. I haven't had meat since Saturday. I haven't had a piece of meat in at all, and I, I I've been it's been hitting me for a while. And then I, a couple of times I ate, I got sick. So my spirit has made it where I can't eat it <laughs> anymore. Like, I'm afraid of you. I can't, I, no more meat. I don't want to get sick. And it's actually saying just hold out until the end of the year because this whole super consciousness thing is going about to happen, and I want to be totally open to it. And, I, and I've already seen the difference in my, my consciousness since I stopped. I mean, I actually had a dream. <laughs> last night that I was in my dream. I knew I was sleeping and I was dreaming and I was doing my affirmations in my dream, trying to visualize me having a lot of money, having a lot of, having peace and love in my life. I was actually dreaming this. And that when I got to the point of the money, 
like I said, I got to, you know, give me the wealth. I couldn't see the money. And it, that bothered me. How come I can't see the money? Like visualize it in the dream. Like when I tried to, it, it was like a strain. That was the, it was like a nightmare for me. And it woke me up. Oh, I was sweating. Like, no, I can't have no dreams like that. So, I mean, I got to work on my, that means I got to work more on my money consciousness. Because if I can't dream, I, everything else I could, I could visualize. But when it got to the, the, the extreme wealth part, I was seeing just portions of it. I couldn't hold it in the dream. I said, that's what happens when you start cleaning out, eating cleaning your mind. You, you, you're going to start having dreams about your affirmations or the things you want to ha- have happen. This is probably why I've been moved to stop so I can see clearly not that saying that eating meat is bad, but it is. It's the type of meats we're eating is slaughtered by these mass-producing factories, and these animals are full of fear. And that's exactly what you're consuming with that meat, the fear. And with fear, that's going to block you from higher vibrations and higher consciousness. What is it, 752? Um, remember, you're making contracts every day. You're making contracts with ideas that you think are right. Just remember, every contract comes with a manifestation. Something has to be fulfilled. So we got to start making proper contracts, like make a contract with with wealth. I contract with having extreme wealth. I have make a contract with having extreme peace in your life, having good relationships, those things. Concentrate on self and not get distract, distracted about, oh, what's this person doing? Why are they doing that? Because the moment you have those thoughts, you have just moved away from where your real focus is supposed to be, on self, improving self. Yeah, that's right, consuming animal stress. Exactly. And this is why we think about it. I'm glad he said that. Think about it. All of these processed foods are even handled by people who are under extreme stress, who don't even want to work in these places. They're doing it because, I mean, when you really think about it, do you want to work in a meat-producing factory, you know, know, smelling – animal waste, animal body odor, and, you know, the blood and all of that, you, you, you develop some type of, uh, of uh, numbness to, 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 to death and things like that, right? So all of that energy is going into the preparation of the food. Our ancestors, when they pre- prepared food, you know, when they used to kill a, a buffalo, they would even say a blessing. You know, thank this the, the the actual animal for giving up his life for their life. They would go through a whole ritual before they even um, ate that animal, and then they saw to it that they didn't waste it because that you know the with the you know the animal gave up its its, its essence in order for them to survive. It was a whole, and and some cultures are still doing that. We don't do that here. We don't even think anything of it. We see a pack of meat. We go grab it. Yeah, I'm going to get these steaks. I'm going to get this chicken. 
you know, and I'm just going to cook it, fry it, whatever you're going to do with it, put it on the grill. But that's all we think about. Just so selfish, we just move forward with just thinking about ourselves and we don't even think about what these beings are going through to even sustain this world. You're talking millions, well, billions of animals slaughtered yearly for the sake of our lives. And then a lot of it is getting wasted. Now, you know I speak a lot about what you put out, you get back. What do you think we're getting back from that? You think this pandemic and all of these things that are happening, you know, that's taking people out, you know, it's all, we have, we have uh, made a contract with being okay with killing things and not giving regard for others, these beings' lives. What's going to happen to us? The bill comes due. It's not too late to recognize that we have a big debt to pay as a society, as, you know, as on a whole. Right. Yeah, the meat in the store is not even the true colors. You're right. Yeah, all these, I mean, you're consuming so many things that are not natural. You know, they got grapes now that taste like, supposed to taste like cotton candy. I don't mess with that. No seeds. If you're not eating anything that's grown in your backyard, it's processed. Even if it's so-called vegetables, it's still processed. Someone had to handle it, get it to you weeks before it even gets to show. You know, our ancestors knew that there was a certain time to eat something so that you can get the maximum nutritional value out of it. So, you know, you pick something from your garden. You're supposed to take it right from the garden to the table, prepare it, clean it, eat it. Because in that vegetable, whatever you picked, it's certain um, term. I can't think of the term. It's certain electrical uh, things in it to give you life, to give you charge. By the time, if you you know, this all this mass producer, by the time you get it to your table from these farmers or whatever, that's gone. You're just eating. It still has some benefits. It's better than eating, you know, uh, other processed things. But there's something in it that just instantly gives you uh, a boost in wellness and, 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 and uh, a feeling of wellness, right? So I was listening to Dr. Daniel's show on Sunday, and she was talking about that very thing, how you're just picking things from the plant and you just eat it. So I went and bought a basil plant. I used to buy the basil plants before, and I used to make basil tea out of them. Like the actual live plant, I would pick the leaves, let them soak in the water, and and drink that. Um, hadn't done that in a while. So I went and bought a basil plant and brought it home. I said, I'm going to try what she said. And it was a good time to try it, so I, I would get maximum benefit because I'm not eating meat, right? So I took it, took a few leaves, just about three or four, rinsed them off real good, and I ate them right off the plant. No cooking, no prep, just ate that. Instantly, 
I'd say within 31 minutes, my whole wellness changed. Like a certain level of balance came. Thinking was clearer. So even if you can't get those nutritional things as much as you can, you can do little things like that to boost yourself. Just eat that leaf, that live leaf right off the plant. And just keep watering that plant and let it grow more leaves because then you just eat them little by little. You know, I'm not saying just stop eating meat or, you know, going cold turkey. Just just do what you can little by little because these are all things that's going to help you raise your consciousness. All those things is going to help you. Um, all right, there it is. Change your mind, change your life. So, Y'all saw the title, Deed Poll. I'm going to talk about that briefly. If y'all got a question, press the one button, um, and I'll get your questions. If not, show's over after I talk about Deed Poll. What is a Deed Poll? The reason why I'm talking, I actually did a video on um, on um, YouTube talking about this in detail, but I'm going to briefly talk about it tonight. And you need to go back and look at that video. And this was brought up to me because I was asking to be more specific about the uh, exemplification process. You know, when you get your name changed, go get a exemplified copy, a.k.a. authentication. Um, and it was told to me the reason why you want that because it creates a deed poll. Right? Now... A deed poll is a legal document binding only to a single person or several persons acting jointly to express an active intention. It is strictly, hang on, let me just click this whole thing. And then it's, um, it is strictly speaking, not a contract because it binds only one party and expresses an intention instead of a promise. A contract is a promise. I mean, we just talked about contracts, right? How we're making contracts with these different governments, making promises that are to our own detriment. So the most common use is a name change to a deed of change of name. Deeds polls are used for the purpose in countries including the United Kingdom, Australia, Ireland, Hong Kong, Singapore, in the UK, a depot can also be used to change a child's name as long as everyone with parental responsibility for the child consents to it, and the child does not object to it. So basically what you do is you draw up a, a sworn statement saying what you want your name changed to be. And one of the reasons why I'm bringing this up, because so many of you guys are having issues with um, this is not what I was looking for. Oh, we're getting your name changed, and these governmental uh, entities are trying to block you by saying, bringing up all these rules, why they, they can't do it, right? Which we already know that they are supposed to do it regardless. All right, give me one second. Let me find the, the uh, uh, I was just, I just updated it. Now, 
let me find here because I'm going to read this document to you that I kind of drafted. I didn't do it in detail, just enough to to um. Okay, see if this is it. To show you something you can do to put with your paperwork, right? So in the UK, they got all you have to do is basically write up a depot or name change and swear to it and get a couple of witnesses and then get it notarized, then your name is changed. No judge even has to make a decision. You just say, this is my name, and then you start taking that and just formally changing your name on, on the record. So in this, in, in the USA, they got all of these different rules in different locales, right? Now, I've already read the Constitution where it said they cannot make special law regarding name change. So all of that stuff about... um. You know, you got to do all these little things to change your name. That's unconstitutional, right? Now, one part of the video, I, I, I did I, when I did that video, I didn't go back to, to page 92 of the South Carolina Constitution like I said it would in the beginning. I realized that after I recorded, uploaded the video, because I was in the middle of it, then I had to stop and do something, and then I kind of lost my train of thought. But, but I'm going to read to you what it says. First thing I'm going to read you to you what the Constitution says about name change. Uh, Fortunately, I know what page it's on. It says on Section 34 of the South Carolina Constitution, the General Assembly of this state shall not enact local or special laws concerning any of the following subjects or for any of the following purposes to wit. Number one, to change the names of persons or places. So they can't make laws that prevent you from changing your name. They can't do that. That's a special law, right? So, but, so, well, you know, they can do this and that. They, you know, people argue, right? Let's go to page, I think it's 94 of your same document or 92, you know. That the, see these constitutions are long. These are one documents that are that are long, and they say things that you need to be reading. Okay, let's see if I can find. Um, what the? See, Peter acting up now. Okay. Oh. Um, this is section, this is in the, what section is this? Laws now in force, schedule. Okay, here it is. Laws now of force ordinances first. That all laws in the force in this state at the time of the adoption of this constitution, not inconsistent herewith in constitution with when enacted, shall remain full force until altered or repealed by the General Assembly. So it says any law that's not inconsistent therewith with the Constitution is still in force. So what does that mean? If it's inconsistent, here it is, I'm going to read it. Laws inconsistent with the Constitution. Third, the provision of all laws which are inconsistent with this Constitution shall cease upon its adoption. 
except that all laws which are inconsistent with such provisions of this Constitution as require legislation to enforce them shall remain enforced until such legislation is had. So this here just told you, once this, when they created this Constitution and if they make any law that's inconsistent with this Constitution, I know I just read a bunch of legalese and it probably spun a few heads. Those laws, they cease. They stop. But if you don't bring that up, they'll roll right through you. And I also brought out about this Constitution, how the the name of the South Carolina is in all caps. So that's not the true South Carolina because the style of the country is supposed to be in its proper form, upper and lower. See, even that document that they're showing as the Constitution is not true and correct. And people will take this and put this in their paperwork and and wonder why the judge wrote through it because you just gave them a document that's not the true Constitution. See, they'll do stuff like that. They'll throw misspellings in there. Knowing that you will not pay attention, thinking that because it's all cap, but it seems to read the same way, it's going to work. And that's not true. It's not going to work. All right, that's the short and long and short of it on the deed poll. Deed poll just means name change. That's what they call it in UK. And it used to be called that way in this country until they changed it. And now they do these, you know, they created special law. Now you got to do the name change through their little, uh, what do you call, templates. All right. So, oh, we got a couple of callers here, a few callers. Let's get them. Uh, seven seven five three seven nine. Hello. Oh, sorry, I was on mute. I was on mute. <laughs> Thank okay. you, Chad. Uh, how's right. interruption? How you doing, brother? Hey, peace. What's going on? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm all right. Uh, I had called a couple, uh, like the Tuesday before last. Uh, I talked to you. I'm over here in Vegas. Um, uh-huh. I, I talked to you about the uh, birth certificate uh, and getting the correction. So I got my birth certificate in. And uh, my situation is a little... Uh, <laughs> different because my actual mother and father isn't on the birth certificate because I was adopted um, by my aunt at an early age. But my first and last name, my first and middle name are upper and lower, and my last name is uh-huh. all caps. So uh-huh. I was like, that that kind of threw me off. Then What's, your like, huh. What's your question? Um, What's I was your question? I was wondering, would it, still, would it still be the same exact process, just correcting the last name part? Because that's the only part. No, that's you got to even in my. You didn't hear me on the last show. Even if you, my birth certificate has it in upper and lower proper form, but I still had to go get a name change decree showing that that's what my name is. Okay. Okay. Right. So you still got to go through the same process. Yes. Even if it's right. upper and lower, this if it's showing that, you still got to get that decree. Saying that that is your proper name because you know why? Because these entities don't listen to nothing but a decree. Okay, right, paperwork. Right. Okay. Something yep, that specifically says that it's not this but this. Okay. 
Like like okay. the, the the woman I talked to in D and B. Oh, it's the same, and she just sitting there all, you know, like she just said something big. And that's just what I'm saying. The things we buy into, people buy into these lies, and they really believe in it. And that's why they say ignorance is blessed for some people, but it really isn't blessed because at the end of the day, they're gonna receive the the benefits of believing in that eventually. You know. Right, right. Uh, yeah, that's I'm on this path is my belief on it. Yeah. Okay, for sure. And I'm gonna work on that. That's my okay. next step. I appreciate you, brother. And uh I don't I don't necessarily have the funds to, to do the uh the full course, but I'm gonna I'm gonna tune in every chance I get. <laughs> like I'm so on this right now because 'cause I'm Okay. Ain't no time. Now let me stop you right there, <laughs> see. I I I have to correct you on that when you say I don't have the funds. Do you realize that you just told your consciousness, your subconsciousness, your superconsciousness that you don't have the funds and you're going to keep not having the funds? You've got to reverse that language. Right, you're 100% right. The funds are coming now, soon. The physical only happens, happens once you make it. <laughs> right. The reason why you don't have the funds, because you're saying stuff like that. The minute you change the way you say things, and see, the world got you thinking it's crazy to fantasize or to say things or speak into existence what you have. Like like saying, I have the funds. I'm so grateful that I have the funds to do the things that I desire. Even though physically they don't exist. But the trick is, this was the trick of the devil. And the devil was your mind. Is that we're supposed to wait till we see it and then believe it. You see what I'm saying? Wait, oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. That's why people always look. When you tell them something, they want to see the evidence, right? Mm-hmm. Then they, they want to see it before they, they can wrap their mind around it. But, all, but in order to see anything, you must see it first for it to come into existence. But, you know, like when I used to cut hair, in order for me to give somebody a good haircut, I had to be able to visualize it first. See it in my mind. If I couldn't see it in my mind, then was not person was not getting a good haircut. There's no way. <laughs> okay. It's visualization. I got. I, you gotta, I couldn't even fumble through that. <laughs> I had to see. They got to tell me, okay, this is what you want, and then I got to see some examples. I might have some pictures on the wall, and they'll point to it. I had to create a mental image of that haircut in my mind. Then I could do the job. And in the beginning, that's a tough thing to do when you're first learning how to cut hair because you don't have no experience with cutting hair. You you don't know hair uh, grains, the direction they're going in, cowlicks, right, right, right. ridges. <laughs> Y'all didn't know hair got ridges, right? Uh, yeah, all of that different. stuff, right? <laughs> you got to know this stuff. And then you could be cutting somebody here for 10, 15 years, and then their hair pattern change. You know, as they get older, older men get ridges on the side. That make it very hard to give them a nice blend. So you gotta know how to use change the clippers around. So you gotta now that I have all these mental pictures in my head, I can pretty much cut any hair out there. You know, one of the biggest the hairs that I always was afraid of was really straight hair. Because I can't cut straight hair like I do our hair. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So I got I had to go in there, you know I couldn't a uh, 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 you know a a a a guard that I would put on a brother's hair wouldn't cut much hair off. 
But for uh, <laughs> for a person with straight hair, oh, it almost make him look bald. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I, have to, I have to visual all of these things are mental concepts that I have to come into agreement with to un- have an understanding of before I even put that clipper on the head. And then I could bring out that hairstyle exactly how they want or close to what they want. Or sometimes even better, if you're a real good barber, you may give it better than they expected. Mm-hmm. You almost got to read minds, right? And, right, right. And then that makes them come come back to you. So I have to be a good visualizer to be able to do that job, see everything. So the same thing with your finances. You have to visualize your pockets full, you know, just visualizing money just falling out your pocket all the time. They just full. You can't right. get enough in there. You know, you got to right. visualize your bank account, millions of dollars in it. You know, you go sign in and you're going to see millions. You, you got to see that in your mind. And guess what? This is the best time to do it. What's happening right now with the planetary alignments coming into that alignment, the more get alignment, the more your thoughts is going to come to reality right now. This is what they're talking about, the new age of man, the elevation of consciousness. We're not going into the age of destruction. Only people that's going to get destroyed is the people that bought into that contract, that destined. That's why they keep feeding people all of this fear, because that's what they want them to believe. But what we're really going into is an age of, right, we're going into an age of consciousness where men, men and women will be able to just think something and boof, it'll be right there in front of them. That's where we're heading right now. Because I know for me, when I think on, hey, I got to make this, I got to do this, I'm making this, I'm, I'm my bank account going to look like this, guess what happens? It happens. It happens. <laughs> yeah. And I thought I was just special, but then I started realizing, well, let me look at these planetary alignments. This, the energy of the planet is, is, is conducive to that type of thinking now. So you could change your financial position around almost instantly or instantly. You could change your relationship statuses instantly now just with your thoughts. Having that positive mental image in your mind. So, yeah, just, you know, when you get off this phone, just go, go, do, do, go into your, you know, go, go, go into the dark place. Why do I say dark? Because the, the Bible, they, when they edited the Bible, they left one part out when it says go into that secret place. And, and um, you know, talk to the Father. He will give you what you want. They left out the darkness part. Because darkness is really light. Is where the light is. Right. You understand? <laughs> That's where right. the truth is always revealed, in darkness. Because they say, what well, whatever's in darkness comes to light. What that means is, when you're in darkness, the mind steady moves toward the light. Because I've been in totally dark places and I see light. That's where the truth is revealed. You see, so just go into a dark place and do your little mantra in that closet. You know, you know do it till you feel. That visualization you know, station. 
I got you. That was you. it. Well, you know, don't care if people are thinking you're crazy. Don't care. See, in my house, I got a closet on the other side of my bathroom. I can just close the door, and no light can get in there. At night, it's the mm-hmm. best time. It's pitch black. Mm-hmm. And I can go sit in that closet and make things. I did this, uh, wasn't last night, the night before, I think. Oh, did it. And then after I did that, pff, notification after notification. <laughs> I believe it, man. I definitely believe it. I'm going to take that away. Right. I'm going to run. You see what I'm saying? Yes, sir. You know, just, yeah, just, I always try to tell people, and they, sometimes they get insulted when I say it. Maybe it's how I say it. Don't, don't think, just do what I'm telling you to do. And see, some people just feeling like, oh, like, oh, I don't want you controlling me. So if you want to think like that, then don't do what I say. I'm not speaking to you specifically. Don't do it. I'm only telling you this because I know it works. Just don't even try to comprehend what I'm trying to say. The reason why we're having these issues, we're trying to do too much comprehension of what people are saying instead of, okay, let me look at the fruit of their life. Is they doing this thing? Is it happening? Is their bank account staying full? Yeah. Let me just not think about maybe the work, maybe let me just do it. Thinking is the biggest thing that hinders people from success. Thinking too much instead of going and just doing it. Yeah, just going in, just all positive thinking and speak as if it is in your hand. You have that money. You can see it in your hand right now. See it in your pocket right now. See it in your bank account right now. Visualize that. Almost see it manifesting in your hand. Piles of money. On the bed, everywhere. You can't go nowhere and you can't see. You, you don't see money. Swimming. Open the refrigerator. It's falling out of the refrigerator. Just do it. Trust when you do that, I know you'll call me back and say, yo, bro. I did that, and money just started coming my way. And the closer we get to December 21st, the more profound that's going to be. The closer those, every step we get closer to that, that winter solstice, the more these things are going to manifest itself. And the Bible told, like I just got emailed right now. Just while I'm talking, your funds are on the way. <laughs> Just, literally. Real, I'm about to take what you, you said what so fast. I'm Usain Bolt, man, for real. <laughs> right. Man, I'm trying for to tell real, y'all man. this stuff really works. It really works. Now, I'm just trying to, I know the technique, and I make it work. Now, I'm trying to elevate it, you know, make it, amplify it. You know, build on. That's what you're supposed yeah, to do, bro. I appreciate yeah. you, man, so much. I, I thank you for All the right. words of wisdom, man. All right, you're welcome. Peace. Peace. All right, let's go to nine zero one two six five. Nine zero one two six five. Hello, you on mute? 
She must got something. I think I know who that is. I think that's... Uh, Keith, Keith, can you hear me? Oh, yeah, I can hear you now. I can get you now. I can hear you. Peace to the yeah, God. How peace. are you doing? I'm doing excellent. Peace How are you doing? It's all good in my wealthy, healthy estate. And I just want to uh, give yeah, you the props yeah. that video you put out this morning was on target. I really thoroughly enjoyed it. And one thing I just want to throw out there, this is not a quote from me, but I ran across this quote, and it's something I think uh, would help a lot of people. It says, don't be afraid of your God. Be afraid of yourself. You are the creator of your own troubles and joys. Heaven and hell are in your own mind. Yep. We are. We are You're absolutely right. We are the yep. God. And I also wanted to That's hit my on. That's uh, yeah, yeah, Sorry. No, go ahead, Austin. No, I, I, I'll finish when you finish. I'm good. No, I just go ahead and finish that thought out because I was going to go somewhere else. Okay. It's, it's, it's that song. You got the whole world in your hand. You got your your world in your hand. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I It's your world. To, uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I also want to just throw this scripture in on top of that. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So whatever you're loving, death or life, you got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The church loved that one. That one. I know. Yeah. I've heard that quote many times. The power of life and death is in your tongue. In the, the power of something. I don't know if I'm saying exactly right, but they love to say it in their rants. Mm-hmm. But they didn't know the meaning of it. They didn't really they understand didn't that. They didn't understand mm-hmm. that, what that means, which that you creating it. Yeah. The reason why you sitting in that church believing in what they're saying is what's hindering your problem, progress. Mm-hmm. Church is the so biggest true. ones that need to tie a millstone around their neck and pitch it in the sea. Well, That's what, because they done stumbled I'm, I'm, so many little ones. <laughs> Yeah. And destroy any life. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of the good things out of COVID-19 is shut down some of these churches. And they, yeah. they really exposed them for what they really are because a lot of them are just sitting back, you know, not having services because they, you know, because of the virus, but they're not, but you call yourself a faith healing church? Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds a little contradictory call, to me. I call them day clubs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> day clubs instead of night club, it's a day club. Yeah, so you it is. Come for the little social gathering. And also, I came. I wanted to hit you. Mentioned that you had stopped eating meat, and about mm-hmm. about a month ago, the uh, the ancestors had impressed me. That right now I am sugar free. I stopped mm. consuming sugar. Sugar is so deadly. And, it is. And right now I'm going every day sugar free, and I stay positive with it. Sugar free. Mm-hmm. And I try to get all of my meals handmade within my home, and eat out of my backyard. 
so I can control what I get, but I wanted to eliminate that sugar out of my diet. So I'm working on it, so I just go from one day to the next day with that in mind. I just go sugar-free. That's really good. Ancestors had impressed me to do. And one other thing on your, uh, mm-hmm. I submit my petition to have my name changed on the 30th of October, 2020. Mm-hmm. I went before the judge before I got there. The clerks in the office tried to try my case. Ma'am, do you really they know tried what you're what? doing? They tried to try my case. They tried oh, oh, to yeah, tell the me. They, they tried to do Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They told me, do you really understand what you're doing? This is the same name. There's no difference. I said, there is a difference. Well, what are you wanting to do? I explained to them, you know, what, what the difference was. And, well, what you can do, you just go to the health department and just tell them what you, that your name is incorrect and just go on down to the DMV and you can save your money. You don't have to do this. I said, we're going to let the judge. So in the meantime, they go down the hallway to somebody else, and well, everybody goes to another uh-huh. trial. When they came out that room, I don't know who was in that room. The clerk that started it all, he was so upset and so nervous. He said, ma'am, I've never seen anything like this before in my life, and it's all new to me, but I understand you're teaching me something, and I appreciate it. And when it came time to give me my oath, he was so nervous, he could not remember his oath. I said, it's okay, just just take your time. So you have to pull it out and read it. Just go ahead and do that. So he was really mm-hmm. embarrassed because he was trying to shoot me down before I got in there. But I went on into court, and uh, it was only I was the only person there. They do name changes in one day. So mm-hmm. the judge looked at the paperwork, and he said, uh, he read over it, and he said, well, I don't know. Did you call down to Social Security and see what they say, or did you check with the DMV? I said, I didn't know that was my responsibility. He said, well, that's going to be quite a bit of money if they try to uh, to change your name. I, he said, uh, I don't know if they can do that. I said, well, the same program that they use to make my name in all caps, they can use that same program to make it upper and lower. Well, mm-hmm. What I'm going to have to do, I'm going to have to take some more time to, to reconsider this. And we went back and forth, and uh, I said, okay. I said, he said, well, you come back next week. So I came back the following week. So uh, he said, well, I'm, 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 just, I'm just not sure because I, I've never seen anything like this before, and I had one thing wrong with my paperwork, but my paperwork was to the point you wouldn't have misunderstood it for anything. The only thing I had wrong was they had changed the clerk. And the name on my paperwork, that clerk was no longer there. And I should have called and made sure that the clerk was still there. So I had to uh, right. go ahead and change the paperwork to get that done, but that was it. So when I went back the last mm-hmm. time, he told me, he said, well, I'm going to take uh, 30 days to look it over and just investigate it and see what I can do. So long story short, this is what I want to do. After you presented the information on today, the deed poll, what I would like to do, and I want to get your opinion on this, I was going to submit a motion 
putting in the deed polls. And also I wanted to submit the the Constitution that speaks about my uh, religious rights and the name change portion of the Constitution also. I wanted to submit that along with the deed poll. While he had, while he's contemplating this, and it's, as far as I'm concerned, it was done on the 30th of October 2020. That day, it was officially done. So I wanted to find mm-hmm. out what you would, if I went ahead and submitted that motion on tomorrow, along with that Constitution, uh, copy of the Constitution. I'm not. Now, I would say go with your spirit on that. But me personally, since he's already trying to make a decision on it, I just write a letter, mm-hmm. a little private letter to him. And, and and just let him know politely my religious what the constitution says. Like just send a letter directly to him to the judge. Okay, just mail it through the regular postal service or take it down to the uh, courthouse. Ah, just take it down to the court and say this and put this in the judge's inbox. Okay. And keep copies of it. Make okay. him stamp it though. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's what I'll do. It's that simple. Because you, you, the motion you would have to do would be like a motion to amend the petition. That starts the clock all over. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, and I'll he, just do a project. And more stuff to reconsider, though, I can, you know, there's more time he could take. So you can do that, but, you know. Here's the thing. They collected fees on that, right? Mm-hmm. Why is it an issue that they have to sit there and think about this? It must be some super no. benefit to you why they got to think about it. Mm-hmm. So that's why they, you know, he, he they, they're not stupid. You know, you know, I would have said before why he was, I said, you know, when he said he needed to consider it, I would say, you know, respectfully, I just want to say, I'm just doing this basically for my, you know, this is my spiritual thing. I don't know what you said in the courtroom. I'm just saying what I would have said. I would just stay there. Yeah. He asked me why. Yeah. I said, it's a spiritual thing, and my ancestors instructed me to do so. Right. So, See, I, in the I, courtroom, uh, I avoid ancestors. I have, I speak their language. Okay. The court, we can see, to them, ancestors is devil worship in his mind. That's his perception. So I speak to his okay. perception. Hey, this is what the Bible says. I'm putting off the old man and the new man, and the spirit which we know is the same thing as the ancestors, has directed me to come here and put this petition into this court. That's exactly what I said to the judge. Okay. You know, I speak well, my I ancestor language in front of the people that are familiar with it. You know, you know, it's like in the Bible. We, in order for those people to get to the other people spiritually who wasn't quite familiar with what the teachings were, they had to Learn the language, number one, and also learn the spiritual language and how to get in there. So certain things they stayed away from saying. Okay. You know, to these good people, ancestor worship is devil worship. It's equal to that. So I always I say spiritual. That. Yeah, I okay. say that. You know, the spirit, the spirit moved me to do this. And it's an innocent, and, you know, I didn't say anything. I don't think I say honor thy mother and thy father. I don't, I, no, I didn't say that. I just said very short and to the point that, and he just stamp, stamp, stamp. You know, that's, you know, I just be careful how I choose. I have to be mindful of who I'm talking to, you know. I was very mindful. Of that language. 
Yeah. You know, I didn't want to uh, upset him or anything like that. You know, we had a nice flow yeah. going back and forth, but uh, it was something. Yeah. Uh, it was brand new to them. I don't know, you know, but uh, I'm getting through this. It, it doesn't matter. It ain't brand new to them because they were talking about it. They said it was brand new. That's what they said. But they, what, what you're going to have to do is what I told the other brother. Go into that secret place and just see, visualize that petition being signed. That's what I've been and doing. So that you don't have to yeah, redo it again. I've Yeah. Okay. You okay. know, we have to get them to the realization that sometimes when we're meeting resistance, we have to go to the first source of resistance and look within ourselves. Is, was there some hint of, I expected some resistance from these people in me? You know, everything we're seeing is is an illusion. It, 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 it's the thoughts of our mind coming real to us. We, we're projecting. We're the movie projector. You know, so we, I deal with it too. Um, and I got to constantly renew my mind so I don't have these things that I don't want. And when it does happen when I don't get what I want, I, I realized what happened. I, and the first person I put the responsibility on is my soldiers. And that's why mm-hmm. if I don't get it the first time, second time, I get it. Okay. Well, All right. Yeah, then just def- do that, and then I think it'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll go ahead and All get right. that done and take it in there to him. Okay. okay. All right. Well, right. I appreciate your thought. I appreciate all you do. All right. Thank you. Thanks. All right. Let's get to another one. Peace. Um, 253476. Yeah, peace to the gods. Peace to God. What's going on? Peace to the gods. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. uh, Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I want to thank you first for the opening spiritual information that you were giving out. I want to thank you for the information that you was giving to the brother. You were were trying to explain to him that your words become flesh. You have to guard the words Mm -hmm. that's coming out of your mouth. And for Glenda, I need to tell her that she should have been concentrating on Psalms 7, Psalms Psalms 61, and Psalms 86. Okay, Psalms 7, you pray these Psalms. All three of these psalms successfully. The God name for Psalm 7, his name is El, Elyon, Jesus, Hiya. The God name for Psalm 61 is Shaddai. The God name for Psalms 86, his name is Nah. So you want to go to bed with these psalms, waking up with these psalms right here, and I want to tell you that this judge that you were talking about, there's a very negative energy that's coming off of him because I'm feeling it, and I'm way over here in Washington State. But you will go through. You will get through it. But but like I came just mentioned to you, you got to visualize it and concentrate on it because, see, you're a spiritual person, and I've been having so many negative entities attacking me, so I know they're attacking you. I've been wondering how I mean, it was so many angels in the house here today. I was trying to figure out why. But anyway, I wanted to share that. But I also wanted to say I finally realized that all roads do lead to court. 
is because I want to share yep. this with the people. On Title 26 USC 6065, it states, U.S. Code Verification of Returns, except as otherwise provided by this secretary, any declaration, statement, or other documents required to be made under any provision of the internal revenue laws or regulations shall contain or be verified by a written declaration that is made under the penalties of perjury. So in other words, all of these letters that y'all keep getting and we all keep getting from these people, they're not <laughs> the one we are not done under penalty and perjury. Now, no. what, what was that code again? <laughs> That's code, what was the code again? Title 20, 26 USC 6065. That's that's your that's our out right there. And the last thing I wanted to share yeah. with the people also, Federal Rules of Civil Procedure, Rule 12, Defenses and Objections. Federal Rules of Civil Procedures 12 is often invoked when filing motions to dismiss. 12B in particular is frequently used. All subsections 12B may be used as grounds for motion to dismissal. This includes dismissals for, number one, B1, a lack of subject matter jurisdiction, B2, a lack of personal jurisdiction. In accordance with Title 26 U.S.C. 6065, the court lacks jurisdiction because none of the collection letters received from the Internal Revenue Service was not sworn to and not statutory because it was not signed by an agent and not signed under the penalties of perjury. Not certified. And yeah. our, right. And our Constitution here states that the original 1878 Washington State Constitution, Article 5, Declaration of Rights, Subject 5, no person shall be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law or be denied equal protection under the law. Everybody's got it in their state. So now y'all have F, y'all have ammunition. Yep. All right. Yeah. That's 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 true information right there. Yeah. All right, Eddie. I want to get that to the people. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot. All right. All right no peace problem. To the All right. You're welcome. All right, Pete. All right. Thanks for sharing that. That was very valuable information. And with that being said, that's the end of the show. So what am I leave y'all with? Some Reverend Clap. Automatic success, Pete. What happened? He took back his God power. The only power that can hurt you is your own God power that you give to people and things to use against you. You better remember the power that God gave you. Listen again and again and again. Hear the Almighty saying, I have made you a God to Pharaoh. Come on, say it with me. I have made you a God to Pharaoh. See, I don't care what your condition is. I don't care how bad off you may think you are. I don't care how poor you may think you are. I don't care how down and out you may be. God says, what are you doing down there? I've made you God to circumstances. What are you doing whining about the economy? I've made you God to the economy. How dare you say you are out of a job? You had better be about the father's business. 
the very nerve. Your father is rich in houses and land. He holds the wealth of this world in his hand. Of rubies and diamonds, of silver and gold. His coffers are filled. He has riches untold. You're a child of the king. You're a child of the king. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. What if General Motors shuts down? What if Chrysler shuts down? What if welfare shuts down? The Lord is my shepherd. What if they elect a Democrat president? What if they elect a Republican president? The Lord is my shepherd. You'd better do like the Master Jesus did. He went into the temple and consulted with the doctors and the lawyers, meaning he was studying the law of God. And when they said, why weren't you out here with the rest of the throng, with the rest of the crowd? He said, don't you know, I must be about my father's business. And if you're unemployed, you just, you're just not about your father's business. You'd better know, first of all, that you're employed by God in the biggest business in the universe. And I have got news for you. God ain't going out of business. 